The session will begin. And are we going to be trying to figure out how we grow a state, or are we going to be trying to figure out whether we force vaccines on people? Tony Katz at 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Gary Dick joins us from InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB, at Gary Dick, G-E-R-R-Y, at Gary Dick on Twitter. He's on the drive, Hubler.com hotline. And you've got the General Assembly. You know, we we would much rather, I would like to see some law enforcement conversations happening. I would like to see some economic growth conversations happening. I would like to see a serious look at a reduction of, of the state income tax. Personally, as we start really discussing how Indianapolis can still be the capital of the Midwest, considering the work going on uh, in other states like Tennessee and considering the continued moves to what are perceived as free states uh, like like Florida. But this idea of uh, vaccination requirements, this is going to take, it seems like it's going to take a front and center position. I can't imagine anybody wants this to be the case. What's the latest? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right, Tony. There are so many other things that can be talked about and not that this they shouldn't be talked about at some uh, to some degree, but I think there's a lot of concern that's going to suck the air out of the room as the legislature begins uh, its uh, 2022 session tomorrow, and that's the uh, uh, this uh, this proposal that would uh, essentially um, limit COVID-19 vaccination requirements uh, in, in the state. Business and some medical groups have opposed it. The governor has not uh, said he would back it at least at this point uh, yet. So we'll see where it goes, but there's going to be a lot of discussion back and forth. You think about the issues you talked about, economic development, economic vitality, those issues. Indiana's in a competitive uh, fight uh, for investment and jobs. Uh, not to mention uh, where all these billions of dollars in surplus. Where's that money going to go and where should it go? So a lot of things on the table that I think we're going to see, uh, unfortunately, a lot of attention uh, uh, placed uh, around this COVID-19 vaccine requirement. Are any lawmakers telling you that they're concerned that this will, uh, as as you discussed, take the air out of the room, that this is going to become something that everybody is hung up on for political purposes as opposed to rational purposes? Is there a real concern that other work can't get done? Yeah, I, I, no, I, I, no legislator has told me that directly, but I know in talking with uh, a number of people in the business community uh, and including in the technology community, and you know, last year, even in a pandemic, 2021, a pandemic year, the tech sector in Indiana made some real advances, and there's a lot of enthusiasm in the tech sector uh, that, hey, we, we can really uh, you know, add some fuel to this fire and grow this thing. In Indiana, and I've had several tech execs who have said, uh, you know, come on, we, we need to, to, to get action on some of these uh, these measures that can help stimulate the economy. So not not heard directly from from legislators, but certainly have heard that that vibe, that uh, that sentiment in the business community. So uh, I, I want to wrap it up in, in a bow to the best of my ability. Are you hearing from your people, the people that you speak to, that they want a vaccine requirement or they want no vaccine requirement. Oh, I'm not. Or I'm not really hearing either way. Frankly, it's it's not been. You know, much of the conversation that I have had, and this is just anecdotal conversation uh, in passing with 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 folks in some cases interviews, but uh, has been this this concern about the focus. Uh, on COVID-related uh, vaccination requirements that that taking so much time uh, of, the, of the legislature's time when it could be spent 
on more important, in their words, more important issues. That's what I'm hearing. So I'm not hearing overwhelmingly one way or the other, uh, for sure. For sure. Although you know, we have seen uh, major business uh, groups have come out uh, and, and oppose the proposal. Talking to Gary Dick from InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter. At IIB, we talk about uh, tech and we talk about certain levels of, of, of growth. You've got VC funds out there that want to put money into things. They, if they're not putting money into things, they're, they're not uh, growing. Where is Indiana sit on, on these dollars? How many dollars are expected in 2022? Yeah, definitely getting better, Tony. And that's a, that to me, from, from the, the 2021 business stories of the year, I think that's one of the top uh, stories of last year is the fact that venture capital continues to come into Indiana. Is it where it needs to be? No. Is it where it, it, some of these other states uh, are, are at? No, not yet, but it's certainly headed in that direction. In fact, I think for the first three quarters of last year, uh, highest amount of venture capital in state history. Three companies raised over $100 million in one year. Now, if you're in Silicon Valley or, or, or Austin, maybe that doesn't doesn't make, uh, make a blip, but it certainly does here in Indiana and, in fact, in the Midwest. So uh, the money's starting to come in. It's pent-up demand. You know, there was a VC uh, funds raised a ton of money in 2017 and 18, heading into the pandemic and the pandemic hits. So last year, there was a lot of money to be invested and, and a number increasingly they're looking at Indiana as a place to do that. And that's a positive sign. Let's bring it back uh, to part of this conversation where the the COVID conversation and the economic conversation comes together. And we've got ourselves a football championship mm-hmm. coming to Indianapolis. And I got to assume that those hotels and those restaurants are concerned uh, throughout downtown that someone may decide, well, we can't have all these crowds. Well, we can't have all these people. And then, boom, there goes the opportunity for some significant financial opportunity, what are you hearing about what the city might do regarding the championship? Well, I, I think the bottom line is Indianapolis is ready. Indianapolis is prepared. As you well know, uh, there is not another city in the United States that is better at hosting these kinds of events. So I, I, I will put my money on Indianapolis having multiple contingency plans in place uh, depending on what happens. Now, there certainly has been some, some nervousness these last few uh, weeks uh, with the uh, uh, the variant and what has happened. And uh, we've seen NBA games and some college basketball games and football bowl games actually were canceled. I think uh, the general feeling, kind of the vibe, if you will, uh, around town is things uh, are looking pretty positive. But there's always that possibility out there. I will tell you this. Downtown Indianapolis, Indianapolis in general, is really ready to, to roll out the, the welcome mat and to get some economic vitality and activity and, and excitement back downtown. And I think you're going to see it this week. Uh, you're not going to be as warm as it was for the Super Bowl back in 2012, but uh, I think you're going to see uh, some, uh, some real uh, fun uh, vibrancy back in downtown Indianapolis in the week ahead.